We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our Conversations here with Dan. Got an interesting one today. Mm. What One that I don't talk think about talking about very often, at least, so it's interesting to me. Hopefully, it is to more people out there. But the question came in, and it had a lot of different discussion points and things, but it centered around, there's a lot of men of faith in the Old Testament who we find out have multiple wives. And so the initial question was, how could these men of God be following the biblical rules and still have multiple wives? And then specifically in the New Testament, is that ever outlawed? Now, I will clarify this question did come from a woman, not a man. That may influence some people's thought process in this. But anyway. Polygamy means many wives. Okay. Monogamy. Mm -hmm. The last part, the G-A-M-Y, is from the Greek word which means woman or wife. Mm -hmm. And mono means only one. Mm -hmm. Monogamy is one wife. Yeah. the Bible entirely teaches, the teaching of the Bible is that we should be monogamous, starting with Genesis chapter 2, mm-hmm. when God made one woman for the one man. Right. And in verse 24, he said, Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and be joined unto his wife, and they too shall become one flesh. There's two people involved in this. Yeah. Uh, Jesus quoted that passage in Matthew 19. Okay. And um, this was in a passage that was really about divorce. And he referred back to the beginning. And um, the, the uh, Pharisees of that day were divorcing women and marrying other women. And he said, from the beginning, it has not been so. Mm-hmm. So... Um, in the Old Testament, some people were polygamous. That does not mean that God approved of polygamy. It just tells you what they did. Many times it tells you what people did. Mm. Whether the Bible approves it is a different question. Yeah. Um, in the Old Testament law, in Deuteronomy 17, okay. the Bible is talking about the kings of Israel and how they're to set the example for the people. Yeah. And um, if you um, start at Deuteronomy chapter uh, 17, verse 16, and read 16 and 17 there, these are God's laws for the king. Okay. Only he must not acquire many horses for himself or cause the people to return to Egypt in order to acquire many horses. Since the Lord has said to you, you shall never return that way again. And he shall not acquire many wives for himself, lest his heart turn away, nor shall he acquire for himself excessive silver and gold. All right, so the very thing that 
God said don't do, Solomon did big time. Mm, absolutely. And in fact, if you go down this list, you can just see Solomon did everything on that list that he was not supposed to do. Mm. And um, Despite David, being someone who prayed for and got wisdom. Yes. So just having wisdom and doing, acting on that wisdom are two different things. Mm. Many people have wisdom. They know what the right thing is to do. They just don't do the right thing. Mm. And Solomon, in fact, in First Kings is the one that began to lead the people away from God until finally they were destroyed. Yeah. And uh, so, yes, the Old Testament talks about it, but the Old, Dest- the Old Testament does not... Uh, place God's approval on it. Uh, the closest thing you might come to is, uh, though though uh, God sometimes used it, uh, He didn't cause it. Mm-hmm. You have Jacob and Leah, right, and Jacob and um, Rachel, and um, how that uh, the sons of Israel were born. To different moms. And to different moms there, but it's not that God said, go get different moms, you know. It's mm-hmm. just that that's what he did, and God used it to fulfill his plan. Hmm. So the idea that God's approval was on polygamy, I don't think is a valid idea from the from the get-go. Um, the, the Matthew 19 passage that we talked about a little while ago says... Yeah. It's really talking about divorce and remarriage and multiplying women through divorce and remarriage. So you're eventually married to many women, but not necessarily at the same time. But it says that Moses uh, allowed you to do this because of the hardness of your hearts, but from the beginning it was not so. Mm. And then he quotes the Genesis passage. Right. And Jesus brings us back to monogamy. Um in Romans 7, okay. verse 2 and 3. Let's read what the Bible says about this. Romans 7, verse 2 and 3. Thus a married woman is bound by law to her husband, to her husband while he lives. But if her husband dies, she's released from that law of marriage. Accordingly, she will be called an adulteress if she lives with another man while her husband is alive. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law, and she marries another man. She is not an adulteress. All right. If while her husband is alive and she's joined to a different man, she shall be called an adulteress. Well, the same thing is true in the reverse for men who are joined to hmm. different women. Okay. While their wives are alive, hmm. the, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So if you, if you go to, for example, Mark chapter 10, okay. verse 11 and 12... Mark 10. This this tells you that what applies to the men applies to the women. Hmm. Uh, He says, And he said to them, I assume this is the words of Jesus, Mm -hmm. And Jesus said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. All right, so it's reflection. Same, same. It's the same, same. So what was said in Romans is is same, same. You can't be with another person while your spouse mm-hmm. is still alive or you'll be called an adulteress. Now, there's there's one exception to that, and that's fornication in Matthew 19. Yeah. But 
our, our basic question is not about divorce and remarriage, it's about polygamy. Yeah. But and especially so, the Romans 7 part shows that you can't be joined to two people at one time. At one time. Hmm. So was there ever anything, like, and this is something that people bring up when they're talking about other religious groups or about, you know, cult leaders and different things. Was there ever anything that just specifically came out and went, don't have to, because some people are still reading this going, yeah, 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 this is divorce, remarriage, and maybe that's just the Genesis sort of thing, and they have their own questions about it. Mm-hmm. Was there ever anything that really laid that out? Because, because again, they're they're probably thinking of well, Jacob did it, and well, you know, Abraham, you know. yeah. Um, again, if if you read through the Old Testament documents, mm-hmm. it it's very blatant and tells you about what they did right, and what they did wrong, and many times oh. it mentions things they did, and it doesn't comment right or wrong. For example, when um, uh, Jacob and Esau, when Jacob lied to his father about who he was and right. stole the birthright. Yeah. But Genesis doesn't stop and talk about lying and stealing right there. <laughs> even though that's usually like how we moralize the story. We go, see, and lying is bad. Even if it gets good things, lying is yeah, bad. But, yeah, but he lied and stole, but Genesis doesn't, stop, doesn't t- say anything about it. It right. just tells you he lied and stole and got his... But the point in Genesis is that God used not only the good in man, but the evil in man to accomplish his preordained plan, which Mm. was to bring about the nation of Israel and eventually Christ and to bless all people through Abraham's seed. And then there's times where people, I I think continuing that that line of thought, there's times where they do things that were against God's will that they were trying to progress his will for him. And he goes, no, that's not my way. Like Abraham and Sarah and Hagar. There we go. And God didn't need... Yeah, Hagar, but that was Abraham's thing. Right. See, but God ended up going back to his original yeah. wife and saying, "Your uh, in Isaac, your seed will be." Yeah, and in uh, that one, I think it's not necessarily saying, "Oh, you can't have multiple wives," but it is saying, "You're trying to overstep my plan." Right. In other words, you're, you're kind of you're kind of saying what I'm saying in a different way. Mm. The scriptures tell the errors people did in telling the story, but you have to keep asking yourself, what is the scriptural point of this story? It's not to talk about lying, stealing, or polygamy. It's to talk about God's purpose and how it was worked out. Yes. The law of God states this is what marriage is supposed to be. Mm. We see people who were supposed to be obeying that law not doing it, but... These biblical books aren't focused on that. They're focused on something else. Yeah. And so I think, they don't approve it. Yeah, and I think that passage in Deuteronomy that we started in where he's going, look, the kings of the land should follow this. Don't be like the kings of the other lands who do have the multiple wives and they seek after all the horses. Yep. This is what you're called to as an example to everyone else. Of what God intends for people to do. Yeah. That's right. And then in the New Testament, you come to Jesus' teaching that strictly monogamous and yeah. fidelity to one person and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. And then like I say, you try to go through the rest. I'm thinking through the rest of the letters and things where it talks about marriages and the, you could almost, and maybe you can tell me if this is a stretch. If the biblical example is Christ has his one church and we are to, and all the different examples where it t- ties in Christ and his church, man and woman That's really good. Is that a fair... 
<laughs> he came up with something really good right there, which is right on the right on the point that yes, See? Christ didn't marry to multiple churches; he's married okay. to one church. So again, it's not necessarily saying polygamy is bad, but by an example, it's trying to tell us the relationship is one to one. Um. Yes, marriage is monogamous, and so is Christ's relationship. And by exclusion, it excludes mm. polygamy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's like I say. There's not like we can't go to a verse that there's goes, not a polygamy verse that is says wrong. you shall not no. do polygamy. But there's <laughs> when God says, "This is my plan for one man, one woman to be married." That excludes polygamy. That's that's really the law of exclusion in Scripture. Okay. So hopefully that answers the question or at least gives you a different way of thinking about it um, one way or the other. So we'll see you again next week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.